0: An important question which preoccupied me on this topic was what is the impact of the masters of the universe on the reaction of the audience? I have often observed that even when morally wrong, these protagonists have great appeal. Freud, Olden, Fanishel observed that narcissistic personalities frequently exert a fascinating effect upon others.
1: How can we understand that? Talks on psychoanalysis shares topics published in the IPA Society Journals and Congress Debates Worldwide, brought to you in the voices of the original authors. We hope this window will allow you to experience the depth and breadth of psychoanalytic thought around the world. This podcast has been created by Gaetano Pellegrini and edited by Gaetano Pellegrini and Andy Cohen. Introduction read by Andy Cohen. To stay informed about the latest podcast releases, please sign up today. In this episode, in collaboration with the IPA Publications Committee, we hear from Ilani Kogan, who will be speaking about her new book, Narcissistic Fantasies in Film and Fiction, Masters of the Universe. Here she studies narcissistic fantasies from a psychoanalytic perspective through the analysis of various protagonists in literature and the performing arts. One of the author's main interests is the narcissistic desire to be master of the universe, a godlike, omnipotent, and immortal figure. Although this wish is a universal propensity of early origin, it is also relevant to the identification with narcissistic leaders in the modern world. Ilani Kogan is a training and supervisory analyst in the Israel Psychoanalytic Society. She is one of the founders of the Psychotherapy Center for the Child and Adolescent in Bucharest, Romania. She worked as supervisor for the IPA study group in Istanbul, Turkey, and currently supervisors in Germany and Romania. For many years, she also worked with the offspring of Holocaust survivors and published extensively on this topic. In 2003, she was awarded the Elise M. Heyman Award for her studies on the Holocaust and Genocide. She also received the Sigourney Award for lifetime achievement in her work in 2016.
0: Some reflections on my book called Narcissistic Fantasies in Film and Fiction subtitled Masters of the Universe. I want to thank you for inviting me to the IPA Talks on Psychoanalysis to present my book, Narcissistic Fantasies in Film and Fiction. I will start from what made me write this book. During the last 10 years, I developed an area of interest which includes the attempt to understand creativity through the psychoanalytic prism. This book has grown from my belief that the psychoanalytic exploration of literature and performances leads to a richer and fuller understanding of each individual's internal reality. It includes an exploration of narcissistic fantasies of various protagonists of films and novels, and focuses on the fantasy of the omnipotence of the self, which is a predominantly narcissistic desire to be a master of the universe, a deity, an omnipotent immortal figure. I have chosen to examine fictional characters of films and novels because the emotional truth that great artists convey through symbols. And this often resonates in the audience. In the realm of film, I examine the protagonist from a psychoanalytic viewpoint. This brings us to a controversy in the psychoanalytic world in which contemporary analysts engaging in film criticism claim that self-introspection and observation of of ourselves in relation to films is the only valid way to help us understand this form of art. I want to point out the opposite, the fact that a psychoanalytic understanding of film and fiction may contribute to our self-understanding and the expansion of our inner boundaries. In this connection, Freud's eloquent statement comes to mind. The poets and philosophers before me discovered the unconscious." The world of performing arts, as well as fiction, may reflect the unconscious, thus enriching our knowledge of various aspects of our own existence, both in its normal and psychopathological manifestations. This is what makes the analysis of the fictional characters in this book relevant to us all. In the realm of novels, I analyze several works of the great contemporary writer Ian McKeon, who tackles the issue of narcissistic fantasies connected to the inability to mourn and the fear of death in a courageous way. By getting to know his protagonists and understanding them, we may indeed become aware of our own fears and limitations and our attempts to deny their existence. McKeon gives us the opportunity to be in touch with human frailties, which, alas, reside in us all. I would like to ask here the question, what is unique about this book? In my view, the book is unique and that it focuses on the narcissistic fantasy of the omnipotence of the self. This fantasy is a predominantly narcissistic desire to be a master of the universe, a godlike, omnipotent, immortal figure. In the book, Psycho- Psychoanalysis and Art Interact, in exploring the individual's refusal to give up grandiose fantasies about the self, Or his inability to modulate and integrate them within his personality, which are at the origin of his wish to transcend the human condition. These narcissistic fantasies are often expressed through aggressive and self destructive behavior, including flirtation with death and destruction. The psychoanalytic literature has dealt at large with the origin of the narcissistic wish. I will say here briefly only that, in principle, an individual with a narcissistic deficit tries to compensate for it by exhibiting a distorted version of what he feels he is lacking in order to realize his narcissistic wish to be an omnipotent deity. This wish may stem from the commonplace difficulty of integrating the narcissistic blow of the loss of one's omnipotence that occurs throughout the stages in which the individual develops a sense of reality. An important question which preoccupied me on this topic was what is the impact of the Masters of the Universe on the reaction of the audience? I have often observed that even when morally wrong, these protagonists have great appeal. Freud Olden Fenichel observed that narcissistic personalities frequently exert a fascinating effect upon others. How can we understand that? grimberger provided an explanation for this. He claimed that the traces of a primary narcissistic fantasy may explain the romant- romantic halo And charismatic appeal that surrounds lawbreakers and great criminals as they become subjects of our projected narcissism. This drive for mastery, typical of lawbreakers, is in the service of cosmic narcissism, which includes omnipotence and the denial of death. Bash states that the acknowledgement of human limitations and the forging of a realistic notion of the self seems to be inevitably linked to the essence of being human, a process which includes the knowledge of separation, castration and death. I now want to tackle three important issues. The first is, What do Spike Jonze, Martin Scorsese, Vince Gilligan, Craig Gillespie, Richard Wagner, Ian McKeon, and Chekhov have in common? The second, why was I attracted to these particular works of art? And the third, why are narcissistic fantasies so relevant to the world in which we live today? Concerning my first question, what do various works of art described in this book have in common? I believe that the underlying theme of the various works of art includes includes narcissistic fantasies of omnipotence and immortality and the rebellion against the limitations of life. These fantasies are universal and exist from times immemorial. Their examination in the book is partly along a continuum of time. I first examine the struggle for supremacy in Richard Wagner's opera cycle, Der Ring des Nibelungen, which is based on the Nordic and Germanic sagas written in the 13th century, and elaborated by Wagner in the 19th century. I continue by describing the narcissistic fantasies of the gods of Wall Street, the representatives of American culture of the 1980s, a period in which greed and individualism triumphed. This is followed by an examination of narcissistic fantasies in the modern era in which technology attempts to deny the reality of castration, separation, and death by means of technical devices. My second question is, why was I attracted to these particular works of art? To answer this question, I wish to explore the relevance of narcissistic fantasies to myself as well as to the modern world. Searching for the unconscious reasons which made me choose this topic, I found in myself traces of narcissistic fantasies, including the rebellion against life's limitations, as well as the fear of separation and death. Like most people, I feel that our present endeavors to overcome death and create artificial life are of great interest. The historian Yuval Noah Harari claims that by means of such ventures, humans attempt to upgrade themselves into gods by acquiring abilities that in the past were considered divine, such as eternal youth, mind-reading, and engineering life. If this is true, we are all striving to realize the narcissistic fantasy of omnipotence of the self described above. Grunberger, who has examined this phenomenon in depth, claims that the wish to be a master of the universe is defined by the narcissistic pleasure in absolute superiority. This wish is often expressed through fatal accidents or unfortunate excesses. The narcissist unconsciously pursues pleasures in such a way that he cannot resist the temptation of feeling. If only for a moment, a moment which holds out the promise of eternity, The Privileges of Divinity. Concerning my question about the relevancy of the narcissistic fantasies to our modern world, I wish to state that, although the wish to be a god is a universal propensity of of early origin, it is relevant to our present era. The leaders of our brave new world are individuals who strive for omnipotence and want to be considered divine no less than the insane emperors of ancient Rome described by Robert Graves. How can we understand the fact that narcissistic leaders, like the fictional protagonists described in this book, have a great appeal for a majority of people in spite of their selfishness and cruelty? The answer is that they seem to be above the petty rules that constrain the rest of us ordinary, ordinary mortals. Identifying with these leaders who place themselves above the law may give us the illusion of omnipotence and immortality, which corresponds to a primary narcissistic fantasy, the traces of which exist in various degrees in all of us. In my view, the diverse illustrations in the book show the connection between narcissistic fantasies of omnipotence, aggression, and destructivity. They can teach us about our own sometimes troubling cultural reality in which we try by all means to achieve immunity from conflict and avoid feelings of pain and mourning. In this connection, Warren Poland's eloquent words come to mind. Is the avoidance of pain? an evolutionary flaw for humanity, a place where the specious advance of mental representation, thinking and delay of action all get subverted as the skills are used for anesthesia rather than growth? How come that individuals with excessive narcissism and self deficits influence organizational cultures and their members, strategies, and decision-making in often destructive and even pathological ways. The narcissistic political leaders, like the protagonists in the films and novels, which I described in the book, create a grandiose pact against reality which is expressed through the narcissistic perversion of truth. The phenomenon takes the form of a lie that seems truth-like and a truth that appears as a lie. Since they use their narcissistic defenses of gloss and glitter, truth becomes secondary. What counts for such individuals is how they appear in the eyes of others. It does not matter to them if what they say is true or false, so long as it is credible. Credibility takes the place of truth. Nor are such leaders bothered whether what others say is true. If what they hear is not to their liking... It is soon turned back on others by means of projection. Another characteristic of the leaders, these leaders, is their mirror hungry personality, which requires a continuous stream of admiration to boost their grandiose self. On the surface, they convey a sense of certainty and strength. The mask of extreme self-confidence is no mere pose, for the inner doubt is so profound that a wall of dogmatic certainty is necessary to ward it off. The splitting off of the devalued self is a critical aspect of the narcissistic political leader. These narcissistic individuals may have an extraordinary ability to lead the public by the color, by arousing, exciting, and thrilling it. They may use perversity as a strategic power to seduce the aroused and stimulated public. Like the characters in the book, the narcissistic political leaders are unable to apologize since apology and remorse would invalidate an infallibility Moreover, they have the omnipotent fantasy and conviction that they have everything and that they owe nothing to anyone. This is because it is vital to them to eliminate any feeling of dependence, which would in their eyes be equivalent to an admission of impotence and incapacity. Hence the profound stamp of inauthenticity which characterizes these masters of the universe. Some of the political leaders of our modern world are interested mainly in social reality, and in this respect they may be amazingly expert. Like the characters in the book, who are skilled in the exploitation of the weaknesses and qualities of others, They attempt to realize their omnipotent fantasies by means of action, mastery, and manipulation. Like them, they are concerned only with ends while disregarding means. In summary, the world of politics is often reminiscent of narcissistic perversion. The scorn for truth is typical of politicians and has a close relationship to mythomania and imposture. To protect our modern world from our own omnipotence and destructivity, we have to be aware of our identification with these political leaders caused by our own narcissistic fantasies projected on them. We must form a conception of reality by working through the morning connected to the acceptance of our human limitations, I therefore believe that the exploration of narcissistic fantasies of protagonists of various works of art and their impact on the audience is relevant nowadays more than ever. Thank you very much.